When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Maryland sports fans. There's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. This is another one of our classic episodes Mm. uh and this one uh was inspired this is garden party by rick nelson uh we had talked about it uh recently on our smoke on the water episode and uh as another song yeah had that was based on a true story yes right Right. this one has more subtext uh someone hit us up on twitter and was like yo i can't find the episode where is it um we're like well that's a good reason uh <laughs> as as any uh to release this one uh besides the fact this is a good episode this is one of the last ones yeah. we did in our first run so uh it's it's a, maybe a little closer to uh what you're used to uh from our current episodes um it is the usual caveat of both uh the sound quality not as good and also, we were just meaner back yeah. then. I don't know. <laughs> Every time we do one of these classic it's, episodes, I listen to it. Dan, it I'm sounds just, like it sounds like you're being mean through a tin megaphone. I'm not going to lie to you. That's what it sounds like <laughs> exactly. in this episode. I don't know why. And it we were sitting like, in the same room, and it sounds like we are right. in three completely different rooms. It, yes. And look, I, I was just meaner because I had fallen down a well for several years, and I couldn't <laughs> get out. And, and so that was why. Listen, as far as the sound quality goes, it was the early 1800s. The technology right. was not That's there. That's right. We were not. Yeah, yeah. We were recording on wax cylinders. So That's right. Get off our back. Um, <laughs> well, what's funny is that uh, we had talked about it because this is based on a true story. Um, also, I had not thought about it uh, until I listened back. But we were talking about in Smoke on the Water about how they were recording the album and then the hotel where they were staying and the casino burned down while they were in the middle of recording the album and they wrote the song about that. Um, this sort of similar time paradoxy thing happens here too, right? Where yeah. Rick Nelson wants to be able to do new music, right? He does the concert. He sings a new song. 
the audience boos. Um, although, as we discussed, it's unclear whether they were booing him or saying they were booing boo something words. else. They were saying, but yes, they were <laughs> potentially saying boo words. Uh, and then he writes a new song about that, which right. then becomes a hit. Yeah. So if he had not been booed off stage or trying to do new music, then he wouldn't have had a hit with his new song. It's crazy. It's yeah. just crazy to think about. But um, so this is uh, Garden Party by Rick Nelson, a classic episode. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back at the end. Rick Nelson applies for truck driving school this week on the Stories on Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Michael Gazelle. And I'm Rachel Oates. Each and every week we take you to the wonderful world of a story song, and this week we're doing Garden Party by Ricky Nelson. Um, Rick, Rick Nelson. Nelson. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Sorry. Offensive. Buddy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Not cool. Not cool at all. So, um, this one's going to be a little strange because, mm-hmm. well, we'll get into why it's going to be strange, <laughs> uh, but before we get into that... Uh, Michael, if you could quickly tell us the story of Garden Party by Richard Nelson. <laughs> Which is not his name. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, like like Dan was saying, it is a little bit weird because this is, to give you the story of the song, it's a backstory of right. the... Well, it's a true story yeah. about something that happened. It's autobiographical. It's autobiographical, yeah. but it's also, the, the lyrics of the song are like all a metaphor yeah. and like have symbols in them and everything. So like you can't, we can't go through the song um, like, you know, line by line, taking it realistically or right. taking it at its word because it's all a whole thing. Without anyway. giving you the actual event that right. it's about. But uh, tell us, tell us what we're saying is it's about to get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> tell us the uh, up is down, black is white. <laughs> yeah, but just tell us the, really quickly this the story of of the song and, and what it all means. Sorry. Okay, so um, Rick Nelson uh, in 1971 did a concert at Madison Square Garden. It was October 15th, 1971. It was a rock and roll revival concert. It was him and a bunch of other acts um, of fifty rocker 50s rockers. Um, there might have been 50 of them, I don't know. Uh, 50s rockers uh, sort of playing their old songs and stuff. And Rick Nelson, who was um, still working at the time and still like his music was evolving and stuff, goes on, plays two of his old songs, and plays a new song. The audience starts booing. Sure. Mm-mm. And... Never booing Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just says, okay. Stops playing, walks off the stage, does not come back. That's it. Oh, wow. That is the story. But he was still Bitter. pretty sore about it enough to write a song about it. Yes. Yeah. Almost immediately. Yeah. Wow. He so, uh, he learned his lesson well. Sure. <laughs> so He did. <laughs> something bad happens to you, make a lot of money off of it. Yeah. No, that, that Get lesson. Get yourself a hit single. That yeah. lesson, do not evolve as a musician. No. Yeah. <laughs> it will only backfire. I went to a garden party. Reminisce with my old friends A chance to share old memories And play our songs again When I got to the garden party They all knew my name No one recognized me I didn't look the same But it's alright 
learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And what we're going to do is I think we're going to say the line. Yeah. I'm telling you two as much as the audience <laughs> yes. We're going to say the line. We're working through this, people. Uh, <laughs> this is so new and different. Talk about it on one level, then talk about what it actually is. Sure. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. we're, okay. We'll make it happen. So um, I went to a garden party to reminisce with my old friends, a chance to share old memories and play our songs again. Uh, let me say this. Yeah. I don't really know this song well. Okay. I said that to you guys. Yes. I said, I don't think I know the song. And you both went, eh, you know this song. You know this song. <laughs> I'm surprised that you don't know this song. I don't really song. know this song. I mean, I'm a big fan of Dick Nelson. So yeah. oh, I yeah. certainly know this song. Yeah. You know? Sure, sure. Like Little Richie Nelson. You know. <laughs> yeah, Little Rich Nelson. Love sure. him. Still not his name. Love okay. him. So when I heard I went to a garden party to reminisce with my old friends, yeah. I'm thinking... How nice right. <laughs> he had a party yeah. with his old friend. In a garden, there was tea being served. So. I, I, I thought it was, it's the 70s. I thought he had a 70s, you know, house party sure. with a big, you know, <laughs> a big pool in the backyard, a grotto. Right. <laughs> he had a bunch of, you know, rockers like reminiscing about their old memories. And then, uh, you know, he was like, let me break out my guitar. Maybe everybody right. was like, oh, man, not this again. Again, uh, Rick. Come on, Rich. Come on, Nick Nelson. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Oh, uh, you guys, Nick Nolte's going to play his guitar. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought it meant. But that isn't what it meant. Apparently no, not, not at all. Because, Michael, as you were saying... It means the garden party is the concert at Madison Square Garden. See, that's the garden in question. Guys, this is a basically the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> we have got to break this down. I, yeah, and I feel and like... we collectively are Tom yes. Hanks. <laughs> yes, If this is the movie version, I don't remember the ca- name of the character... <laughs> In the books, so we're going to go with the movie version. Just call, call him Dan Brown, because Dan Brown wants him to be Dan Brown. <laughs> right. When Dan Brown does the um, description of his lead character, guess what? It's Dan Brown. Right. Oh, he has patches on his, his jacket. Do you always yeah. wear patches on your jacket, Dan Brown? You're yeah. a jerk. Um, that took a turn. He looked much like the picture on the back of the book. <laughs> right. The other thing is this episode will involve a murderous albino. So yeah. just throwing that out there. Fair enough. Uh, 85% of our episodes involve a murderous <laughs> yeah. albino. Yeah. Just, um, you guys just know don't know about it. Yeah, it's yeah. happening. So I think this is good, though, because we're, we're working on two different levels, I feel. Mm. I'm working on the innocence level, and sure. you two are already <laughs> in the know. Yeah. So this is good for our audience. Absolutely. Right. Uh, went to a garden party. They all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. He's, he's got the velour he's jumpsuit looking. on. <laughs> well, I mean, he it's it's a 50s sort of revival right. thing. And he's <laughs> people are going there expecting to see Ricky Nelson, and Rick yeah. Nelson walks on stage. He right. says, hey, and everybody goes, hey, you're not a teen heartthrob. Right. Yeah. He's he's wearing, you know, he was he his music career started in the late 50s. Yeah. And 1971, he walks out with long hair, bell bottoms, and a yeah. purple velvet shirt. He started off as a as a teen heartthrob, yeah. and people assume he's going to be a teen heartthrob for his entire life. Right. Nobody expects to see Tiffany in Playboy, but there she is, <laughs> and your entire childhood down the drain. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Things like that happen. Yeah. People move on. Right. Sometimes <laughs> there she is, and you buy five copies. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, that's got to be tough. Think about it. It's got to be tough. Okay. On him or on the audience both yeah you know 
I want my money back because I'm in the audience and I'm expecting to see a person 20 years younger. (laughs) And he just wants to be known. I bought a ticket and I don't understand time. (laughs) Yeah. I don't get it. Why don't you look the same? Why don't you want things to stay the same, Richard Nelson? I want things to stay the same. (laughs) This isn't the Richard Dean Anderson I remember. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, guys? It's all right now. Yeah. So he says, it's all right now. Learn my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you've got to please yourself. Ew. No, no, no. What he's talking about? Not. No. Nope. Oh, okay. I thought it was an orgy that went wrong. No. Nope. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got to go off on the corner we... and just. <laughs> I feel like I'm just watching you guys. No. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> my house. The seventies have not turned out the way I thought they were going to. Come on. People came from miles around. Everyone was there. Yoko brought a walrus, there was magic in the air. And over in the corner, much to my surprise, Mr. Hughes hid in Dylan's shoes, wearing his disguise. But it's all right now. So, uh, okay, Yoko brought her walrus, there was magic in the air. So... I mean, he's really obscuring. This yeah. is some yeah. real, like, you know... It's 3- hard to crack the code. Yeah, it's like some real 3D chess yeah. that yeah. we got to figure out what exactly he's talking about here. Right. So, I'm going to blow your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yoko yeah. is Yoko Ono. What? Oh, okay. And the walrus that she brought yeah. was actually just a seal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a real walrus. Because uh. she's there to screw with your mind, yeah. people. Right. Yeah. It was John Lennon. Was so John, John Lennon. John Lennon. John Lennon. The, the, John yeah, Lennon. The walrus. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. So, I don't like... Oh, Google Jube. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. Um, the, John Lennon's not performing at the concert, right? Uh-huh. Is that... I, I, don't, I'm, I don't think so. Okay. So, no, it, it wouldn't be because it's a... It's because it's all the 50s people. Yeah. So, I'm going to say this. So, John Lennon goes to see a Slick Willie concert. Um, <laughs> I feel like, listen, Stevie Nicks... Um, <laughs> he's like he's not describing the bill. He's just like, hey guys, listen. Just so everyone knows, in my song about how much I'm complaining about this concert. Oh yeah, yeah. John Lennon. John Lennon came to see me. Yeah, Rick Nelson. Just yeah. so everyone's clear. Just I just don't <laughs> want to be any confusion. John Lennon came to my concert. Oh, this so. is oh this is a really whiny song. Like, <laughs> oh, little poor rich boy. Yeah, I'm sorry, little poor Rick boy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. But he's like, oh, man, no, you can't please everybody. Right. Look at all these famous friends I have. You know who I did please? John and Yoko, because they come to yeah. see me in concert. And that yeah. seal she brought. <laughs> <laughs> because knowing Yoko, yeah. it yes, it means John. Right. Chances are yeah. there was some sort of, you right. know, sea mammal there. Sure. Yeah, but it was like a performance art sea mammal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, it was smoking a pipe, right. <laughs> and she just sat there feeding it, uh, feeding yeah. it orange sherbet, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh, this is amazing! Right. Ah, that walrus is eating orange sherbet." She filmed the thirty-six hour movie about it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's Johnson. The yeah. walrus is Johnson." Yeah. She 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 recorded the walrus making noises, played it backwards, and then it was like, this is my song. <laughs> it was That's like, oh, it's, great, it's like. great, Yoko. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, 
And the B side of that Walrus song was uh, "Happy Christmas War Is Over." Sure, <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. became the hit. Yeah, wow. I hate when that it's a happens. Little known fact. So Sticky Wicked's up there. He's singing, <laughs> uh, and also in the audience, uh, or well, not well. It says uh, over in the corner, much to my surprise, Mister Yu's hidden Dylan shoes, wearing his disguise. Mm-hmm. I, I so I'll admit so, we talked a little bit about. This I, yeah. I, I never had any idea what that meant. I, I didn't either. I, I in what I read, yeah. um, Mister Hughes, like a lot of people thought, was Howard Hughes, but wasn't he like sort of. Hold up in like yeah, a I think movie he theater. Yeah, seventies. Yeah. Um, in a movie theater? I don't know where he was. Wasn't he watching <laughs> oh, a lot of in movies? A viewing, in, a, in like a viewing room. Like he oh, was I in his so. own. Oh yeah, I guess he. Like, he didn't close down like the Paramount. <laughs> he's like you know. He was like the Phantom of the Everybody Opera. Everybody, <laughs> like he had an apartment. I'm I, sure. I live in he the projection. Like, room. Yeah. <laughs> he was still a millionaire. <laughs> The only people who can come in better have raisinets. It's like hiding in the ceiling of a movie theater. He only he only ate raisinets with all the chocolate rubbed off, and he only drank the mix to make slushies, not the cold slushies, no. just the mix to make the sure. slushies. Anyway, Anyhow, but it's not. It's not how I get all the popcorn not, I want. I'm a millionaire. Right. It's not the Phantom. Of the Comacabee Theater. <laughs> no. Howard Hughes, it was someone else. It's uh, Millionaire Howard Hughes at the Lois Kings in Ratbush. Right. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, apparently Hughes was the alias that uh, George Harrison used when he was traveling. Mm. Right. Like, I guess, the, the fake celebrity name in hotels and stuff. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I guess George Harrison was there. So, 50% of the Beatles were at right. Rick Nelson's well, concert. Well, and, and he was going to do a cover album... Of Bob Dylan songs, yeah, which he never did. Which he never did. So that's what it means. Uh, he was it, he hid in Dylan's shoes. Yeah, see, I, I didn't get that. I thought that Dylan at, was there with whoever Mister Hughes was, right? And they were just like hanging out in the corner. I thought Dylan was Dylan McKay, uh, Luke Perry from TV's Nine Hundred Two and Zero. The character <laughs> Dylan yes. McKay. Yes. No, it's not. To me, this is what Rick Nelson is saying. Mm-hmm. You guys, another Beatle came. <laughs> yeah, and also. I totally know what he's doing. Yeah. And you guys don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... So... I'm in the know. Right. So I can be mad if people boo, because I right. I know two Beatles, <laughs> a walrus, and I know Bob Dylan, what Bob Dylan's people are doing. Right. Well, it's, it's, it is sort of like an obscure kind of reference because like, oh no, he, this is an album that he's thinking about working on. I know yeah. that because we're buddies. Well, it's kind of a... F- you to the rest, the of, the rest of the audience. Right. Hey, you he's in like, the fifth row you. booing at me. Right. This is all building up to the people booing. And he's like, yeah. John Lennon came to see me. <laughs> yeah. George Harrison came to see mm-hmm. me. Where the hell were Paul and Ringo? Maybe the two of them were listening to this song and going like, we were there, right? right. <laughs> we were there. We were sitting with George and John. <laughs> right. I can't, that Did was he not see us? I Yoko sat, put us behind that goddamn wall, <laughs> and he couldn't even see us from the stage. Played them all the old songs. Thought that's why they came. No one heard the music. We didn't look the same. I said hello to Mary Lou. She belongs to me. Sang a song about a honky tonk. It was time to leave, but it's all right now. Okay, 
Okay. Okay. So he sings his old songs, one of which is "Hello, Mary Lou." Right. This is does the she belongs to me? Does that is that in? I think that's another one of his old songs. All right. So he's just pe- he's also peppering in. Guess what? I wrote right. a lot of good songs that people know. Right. And that's what you came to hear. I thought. Guess I what, think, everybody? The Beatles came to hear me sing my millions of hit singles. Right. Yeah. At this concert, my garden party. Yeah. But I don't understand when he says, I played them all the old songs. I thought that's why they came. That is, you yeah. set up that that's why they came, but no one heard the music. We didn't look the same. Well, I think as but, he's saying, he's not the old, you know. 18-year-old Ricky Nelson. So they didn't hear it because he didn't look the same in their life. The audience was perplexed. I'm not buying this. Yeah. The other thing is, like, he came out, right? And I'm I'm just going to assume this is what happened Mm -hmm. because that's what I do. He came out, he started singing the songs, and the audience didn't go (laughs) apeshit over Ricky Nelson. Yeah. So he's like, oh, geez. They're just, like, you know, just sitting here enjoying the show, not going crazy. Mm -hmm. Like... John Lennon isn't, isn't punching George Harrison in the face. He's so excited <laughs> to see me, Rick Nelson. Yeah. Like, they're probably just like, hey, it's Ricky Nelson. Yay. Hooray. Like, what is he also, looking for Also, exactly? the, the audience is 20 years older as well. They're right. not screaming teenage girls anymore. Yeah. And, like, how does he – he's, like, in, he's like putting all this on the audience. Mm-hmm. Where they, like – you don't look the same. Like, how does he know, like, that's yeah. what they're thinking? Yeah. He's, like, telling you what the audience is thinking. I'm feeling like it's his own insecurities. I, uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I fully agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm that's sure he I'm got, saying. like, at least polite applause. Right. It is the poor craftsman that blames his tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's the thing. That's was, that a com- that. was that a commercial for craftsman's tools? Is that what you tried to slip in there? <laughs> I'm not it wasn't, the money but... with you. <laughs> But we will we, do. We are happy to advertise. But again, for... see how nicely we slipped that advertisement <laughs> in there, Craftsman. So uh, I sang a song about hockey talk. It was time to leave. So uh, it's my understanding, mm-hmm. as explained to me by Mr. Michael Gazelle, <laughs> that he had a he had a new song. He was like doing a country music thing. He mm-hmm. was he did a song called Country Hunk, which is a country version. Of the Rolling Stones' uh, 1969 song, Honky Tonk Women. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's I called thought... Country Hunk? Honk. Yeah. Country thought... Honk. Which, right, I, right. which the Rolling Stones, I think, did. Oh. That's, yeah, it's called Honky Tonk Women. <laughs> like, it's a pretty... That's the song itself. I mean, it doesn't have to be like... But no, they did a ding, country ding, ding, version ding, ding, of it, ding. too. Oh, they did? Yeah. So then why is everybody being such a bitch about it? Because Cause, cause it's they, new to him. They want... Right. But they also... They just are... This is what Ricky Nelson is assuming. Uh-huh. Yeah. That they just want him to sing the old song. So even though he's playing a song that they know and is like not original, they're just like, "What? I don't. You don't play a song that I haven't heard you sing before." Or, or maybe they're just pissed off that Rick Nelson is doing covers. <laughs> maybe well, they're maybe, like, "Hey, but... we'd love to hear something new. Make it your own." Right. That's what I'm saying. I if assumed... I wanted to if I wanted to see the Rolling Stones, right. I'd get really high and I'd go see the Rolling Stones. Right. But I'm I am in a lovely dress, yeah. sitting nicely, watching Rick Nelson and staring at Yoko in that wall. <laughs> I I also would assume it was a song called Country Honk that would be a country version of the mm-hmm. Silly Little Goose, right? Everyone yeah. can agree with me on that. Yeah. Because yeah. That's a weird name for a song. Anyway. <laughs> the whole thing is, I, I played them all those songs. No one, I thought that's why they came. No one heard the music. And then he sang the song about Honky Tonk, and it was time to leave. It seems like he checked out the moment he went on stage. He's like, yeah. they don't yeah. know who I am anymore. Right. I'm different, people. <laughs> he should have started with. Uh, Y'all don't know me. 
Yeah, he shouldn't have started with that. He shouldn't have started with, yeah, y'all don't know me. <laughs> uh, you don't live my life. <laughs> you don't live my life. Here's a new song. Right. That doesn't work. <laughs> that does not work, Rick Nelson. Here's a cover of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I think what is happening? It. So he, he did this song, and it was a country song, because by, uh, I think, the mid-60s, he started to shift a little bit away from rock and roll and more towards country, country rock. Um, and he did this song, and the audience started to boo. Right. Mm. So the audience is booing. Let's let's give him that. Admittedly, the audience is booing. Yes. But it see I mean at least, you know, who who knows who's right on mm-hmm. which side. Well, there But are, other people would later claim that it was kind of a it was a misunderstanding. Yeah, there mm-hmm. there are reports that the audience was booing at police activity in the back of the right. arena. There were cops who were oh, arresting right. people who were smoking pot, which was not Possibly, I don't. I don't know why. What the police activity was? Well, I mean, unspecified. That, oh, that's what I. I mean, oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm, I'm. This is completely. I think this is conjecture from the internet. Yeah. But I'm just saying this is what I read. That anyway. Long, what, long story short. Anyway, it was also 1971, and everyone was booing, like any sort of police activity. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Like people, like they're police. Police are arresting people. So people start booing. And then Ricky Nelson's like, no, they're booing me. Yeah. And then and he stops he off stage. left the stage. Do you think he wanted to have his Dylan Goes Electric moment where he's like, people don't understand my music, how yeah, I've yeah. changed. And so he's being a little like, like he's taking that upon, he's upon like him. People, he's like, this need... is it. This is right. it. They're booing at me. This is just like when Dylan <laughs> went electric. <laughs> I'm going to like totally get a different fan base now. Right. Screw you people. You don't understand me. You don't understand my very good friend, Bob Dylan, who is hanging out in my guest house right now. Right. John, okay. Yoko, get up. We're leaving. This this is the music of the new Ricky Ticky Tabby. So you, <laughs> yeah. you accept that, okay? Um, okay, so... That's what I think. So whatever, for whatever reason they were booing, Ricky Nelson thinks that they are booing him. Right. Yes. So he, because, yes. Or his song like, choice. Like a yes. professional... Stomps off stage and refuses yeah. to come back. Right, because that's what you do when you're a professional musician that people have paid to come see you. Yeah. So great job on that, Rick Nelson. <laughs> um, it's what you do when you want to have a Dylan goes electric moment. <laughs> so Call then, Peter Yarrow. He'll come on stage. He'll deal with things. Someone opened up the closet door and out stepped Johnny Be Good, playing guitar like a ring and a bell. Like you should. You gotta play at garden parties. I wish you would lie to luck. But if memories were all I sang, I'd rather drive a truck. But it's alright now. So then, uh, so then this next verse is weird. Right, and because he's already left, basically. This well, here, but here's the thing. Yeah, he's watching the concert. I don't think he left the arena. I think he just watched from backstage. And then I think there was a finale that he didn't show up for. Okay. Mm-hmm. The rest of the cast came out on stage, and he was like, mm, I'll just watch here. So someone opened up a closet door. I don't know what that means, but that's we'll get to that in a second. And, and outstep Johnny Be Good, playing guitar like you're ringing a bell and looking like you should. So... This is um, Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chuck Berry was good. at the concert. Who aged very well. That's <laughs> sure. what he's saying. Um, but the thing is, like, and, and who am I to tell Rick Nelson how to write a song? Mm-hmm. But it feels like this should have come earlier, yeah. right? In yeah. the, like, we were all there, and, like, Johnny B. Good was there, and maybe, like, someone else. When it's, like, 
it feels like him leaving the stage, as far as we're concerned, is the end of the story. No. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, and also, Chuck Berry was there. No, <laughs> like, I think what the, I think what he's trying to say, <laughs> stick up for um, Schmick Schmelson sure. right now. But I think what he's saying is they didn't like me because I was trying to change. Right. But somebody opened up a closet door like like your old skeleton in the closet type thing. And out jumped Johnny B. Good, uh, out stepped so. Johnny B. Good, playing a guitar like he's a ring and a bell. Well done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and looking like he should. I don't meaning, know if that is well done. Meaning like, well, hold on. <laughs> but, but hold on. But my thing is that he, what he's saying is he's, he looks the way he should. He's pandering to the audience right. and they're eating it up. You're yeah. absolutely right. That's what that means. You're absolutely yeah. right. Because yeah. after, okay. after Richard Dawson leaves the stage. Right. <laughs> Chuck Berry comes on sure. and gives them what they want. That's right. Right. He's he's doing the the nostalgia act. Yeah. Right. Which Ricky Nelson is too good for. So he's kind of looking down on Chuck Berry. Yes. Right? He's like, well, I think this so. guy, yeah. he'll do anything for a quick buck. Yeah. Um, Go ahead and do that little hop walk. What's that called? That sure. The duck walk? Is that the duck walk? I think so. I was going to say duck walk. And he's like, and besides, you got that. From Marty McFly, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So don't act like you're so you, great. You wouldn't know shit if it wasn't for your cousin Marvin Barry. <laughs> um, so uh, he's the one who found this new sound you've been looking for. <laughs> yeah, all because he you sliced his hand. You picked it up just by listening to it over the phone, right? <laughs> which was conveniently placed backstage at a high school auditorium. And that guy sounded just like you. That line is right out of the actual song. Yeah, I know. So it's like you were saying, like, okay, well done, but no, he didn't. No, I'm saying. No. That it be, it's well done because it is from the it's right from the song and so just like <laughs> um, I might have Stockholm syndrome okay. with Rick Nelson <laughs> because just like with the thing of changing things up he can pull that line from that song and people will love it. So he's putting it in there saying, okay. like, this is what you people oh, want. Oh, you're getting real mad. Are you not yeah. entertained? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So you could, you could almost look at this whole song as a meta commentary of like, this is the simple, most basic, most base, like Yoko and her walrus. Right, yeah. people? Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Okay. This is Same. just what you want. The most simple version of it. I don't think that's true. That's not but what I was thinking, I think but he just now I am. couldn't think of a, a line for there. He's like, let's just throw something in from the actual <laughs> song. Um, right, but the, I mean, the ringing a bell, like yeah, the walrus, it's, good, it's yeah. all just like, this is the, basically, it feels like a first draft. <laughs> it's the most, like, basic thing. Now, if you got to play garden parties, I wish you a lot of luck, but if memories were all I sang, I'd rather drive a truck. Um, boom. Drop, drop the hammer. Yeah. Again, when tricky it's, dick. Damn. I, I don't. I don't like it when people are like, "That's the past, man. That's, that's my past." I'm like, that friggin' is like your entire career, man. Embrace your career and the move forward. Right. I mean, I kind of. I can see where it, it's I mean, tough. Yeah, like it's what you know when you're like, I don't want to just sing the same like five songs, right. for the rest of my life, like you know whatever. But also, like, it's interesting because I think this is, I could be wrong about this, but it feels like this is kind of the beginning of that, like, nostalgia thing in mm-hmm. that, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, people are like, oh, I want to, you know, it's like the 70s now and it's like, oh, we have happy days and remember the 50s right, right. and let's all do that. Not to say that nostalgia never existed before that. But the idea of, like, a nostalgia act, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And he's, like, right at the beginning of that, he's like, no. I'm against it. A, 
But B, no offense, Ricky Nelson, but you were wrong because nostalgia acts are huge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like every band that has ever broken up gets back together ten right. years later. Yeah. It's like we're going on tour, we're doing the old songs. Like that's people love, love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you missed a huge opportunity, is what I'm trying to say, is get rid of Country Goose or whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> Just do your old songs, pick up your check, and yeah. be happy with that. Yeah, but I, I think that's sort of like a, a question that sort of keeps going on. Like, right. do you respect the artist's integrity to try new things, or should the artist respect the audience enough to be like, all right, these songs mean something to you as my record-buying public. I owe it to you to... I mean, there's Play definitely back and there's, forth. Yeah, it's a back and forth, but it's it's a balancing act. There's definitely you can definitely you can definitely split the difference. Which, Don't in be... fairness to him, I think he did. If he pl- if he yeah. opened with "Hello, Mary Lou," right, right. Um, I think it also depends. And then he closed with a 45 minute long instrumental thing. Like <laughs> this is the <laughs> opera I'm writing. I think it depends on the act too. I think there's people like you know who have like great ability. And can transform themselves. Bob Dylan. I don't know much Rick Nelson, but let's say Rick Nelson. Then there's other people who it's like, you know, don't transform yourself. You're not that multifaceted. Yeah. You know? Well, there are some people like Rick Nelson, I think, had been pretty much working steadily throughout this point. There are bands where it's like where they do the the reunion tour or something like they our last album was 45 years ago and we just got back together. Here's a song from our new record. Right. Yeah, no one wants it. it. No, nobody wants if you'd that. been working for the last 45 years, mm-hmm. no matter what those albums did, fine. But if it's like, this is just, this is our reunion album. Don't need it. Yeah, no. No. True. But also like, but I mean, there's also stories of bands who are like, we get back together and you go see them and you're like, we're only playing songs from the new album or whatever. It's like, come yeah. on. Just yeah, don't just be don't a be dick a jerk about, about it. it. Yeah. Just come on. a song, you know? But, and th- saying all of that, that's not what happened here. Right. Right. People were booing a completely unrelated yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. And Rick Nelson is like, true. A, they didn't go into rapturous applause <laughs> when I walked out and played the first three notes of Mary Lou. People didn't rip the seats out. It's a riot. They were so excited. And then B, they started booing something else. And he's like, well, screw you guys. And then he walks off. They, what happened was they turned to boo at the cops. Right. And then they turn back around. They're, they're finished booing the cops. And they're like, great. Now we can enjoy this brand new Rick Nelson. And <laughs> turn around and he's gone. And they're like, what the? Now boo Rick Nelson. <laughs> they, they turn around and like, where the hell Chuck Berry come from? He <laughs> oh was there God. a second ago. Rick Nelson really transformed himself. Right. Now he's Chuck Berry. <laughs> Guys, I had no idea Rick Nelson was black. That's amazing. <laughs> so I think, again, I think I think Ricky learned something from this, right? He's, I think he learned something well. You know, yeah, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And I think that is a good lesson to take away, mm-hmm. even if you're being kind of a bitch about it. Yes. <laughs> right? Amen. Walrus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the, the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, gang. This episode is brought to you by Tiesta Tea. Now, Tiesta Tea is a premium loose-leaf tea, and they're telling you to live loose. And they sent us some... And I've been having it every day at about 3 o'clock when uh, I start getting tired at work. Uh, and I need a little pick-me-up. And uh, I'll tell you what I love. It's Like I said, it's a loose-leaf tea. 
and I like the ritual. You got to put it in the little bag, you boil the water, you put it in the in the cup, and it's it's deli- I mean, it's just it's fresh, it's delicious, it's great, and like I said, it's a great pick me up for the middle of the day. Rachel, yeah. you you've had some. I have. I what I like about it is I'm actually currently drinking right at this very moment in my I nice. Heart Cats uh, mug. <laughs> Uh, the chai love, which is a spiced chai black tea, and it's one of the energizer teas, which gives me um, a little boost. Like you said, three o'clock gives you the boost. But I've also had the lavender and chamomile, and that's the relaxer, and it just kind of chills uh. me out, which is great. It's really nice. terrific. And if you want now, uh, you can get fifteen percent off at tiestatea.com when you use our discount code StorySong15. That's tiestatea.com. Use the discount code StorySong15, save 50% off, and uh, get it. You'll love it. Listen to uh, our show while you're drinking it. It's the perfect combo. TSTT.com. Live loose. Hey, everybody. We're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story, the history of Garden Party by Rick Nelson. Michael. Yes. Please tell me the story. Mm-hmm. Well, we already went through pretty much the story of right. the We don't need the story of, yeah. yeah. So a little bit about Rick Nelson. Uh, he was born uh, Eric Hillard Nelson uh, on May 8th, 1940 in Teaneck, New Jersey. He was the son of uh, Ozzie Nelson, um, who was a band leader, and uh, Harriet Hillard Nelson, who was a big band singer. Mm-hmm. Um, what a strange uh, background. Now, I've only known Ozzy and Harriet through their Through show. TV? Yeah. Well, what happened was um, Ozzy and Harriet uh, were, I guess, as a, as a singer and a band leader, they appeared on um, Red Skelton's <laughs> radio show, The Raleigh Cigarette Hour. Um, <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't believe that things like that were. Th- well, it was it was the sponsor was Raleigh cigarettes. I know, but that's what the name of the but show. It wasn't was. like it wasn't the cigarette hour, right? It but I wasn't an hour on the radio to, <laughs> dedicated to cigarettes. I know, but that's but what I'm saying is, but it kind of was because everything right. would be like, you know, Harriet. <laughs> <sighs> Nothing calms me down more than these no. rally cigarettes. I'm only laughing because that that sounds made up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's well, like a joke you would make up. Like, sponsored by cigarettes and repressed sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> I Love Lucy was Philip Morris sponsored. Yeah. And they not sure. only worked Philip Morris cigarettes into, like, a bunch of scenes, but the original openings were, you know, Them on the were, were, were Box, cartoons right? of Lucy and Desi. <laughs> nice. Hanging out on top of a box of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. The Flintstones did cigarette ads. Yeah. 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 Fred and Barney behind the, behind the house did. smoking. <laughs> and That's not we... even a joke. There's I know. them yeah. smoking, being like, <laughs> boy, this Winston. Oh, kids smoke. Yeah. And nowadays, nowadays we get pissed off by, by product placement. Sure. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It is. Thank you, Rachel. All right. Ozzy and Harriet. <laughs> this, this commentary has been brought to you by. Um, so back to Ozzy and Harriet. Ozzy, yes. So they were appearing on uh, Red Skelton's uh, radio show. Sure. Um, Red Skelton apparently was drafted in 1944. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the producer um, of the show decided to create a show for Ozzy and Harriet, and they called it The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Right. So uh, that show uh, premiered on radio uh, on October 8th, 1944. Mm-hmm. Um, and their two sons, Ricky and David, uh, were 
played by professional actors. Sure. Um, in this somewhat autobiographical or based on reality sitcom. In 1949, they decided, why not have our children play themselves? So sure. they brought the actual Ricky and actual David on. This is still on radio? This is still radio. Okay. So they filmed a movie called Here Comes the Nel or Here Come the Nelsons to show like just to see how it would play, I guess, visually. Mm -hmm. And it was a hit. I don't know why. People uh, love Ozzy and Harriet. They did. So that convinced them that they would be able to move the show to television. So uh in October of nineteen fifty two they started The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet on TV and uh it ran until September 3rd, 1966. 12 I years. cannot believe One of the longest-running sitcoms in television history. That, 12 years on TV. On TV? And then, like, eight years before that. So 1944 through 1966. Right. Unbelievable. 22 years. Yeah. That's crazy. That, I, I was going to say that they were playing these characters, but they were the characters. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that they were doing this this fictionalized version of their lives. Crazy. For 22 years. Ricky began, like, getting interested in music, mm -hmm. and uh, in 1957, Ozzy helped him get a contract with Verve Records, and he recorded a cover of a Fats Domino song called I'm Walkin', uh, and the B-side of that was A Teenager's Romance. It was released as his first single, and um, he performed, around the time that the single was released, he performed I'm Walkin', uh, I'm Walkin' on uh, Ozzy and Harriet. Uh, which was April 1957. Do you think at that point Ozzy and Harriet went gold mine? Yes. Yeah, they <laughs> loved it. Because it was. Uh, I'm walking reached number four on Billboard's bestsellers and stores chart, which I don't know if that exists anymore. <laughs> the Billboard charts were very specific for a very long time. It was uh, it was number two on the played on the radio while teenagers are necking yeah. <laughs> chart. Yep, yep. So that was a that was a big one for them. Number uh, number three on the uh, malt shop jukebox sure. <laughs> charts. It did not chart on the digital downloads chart. Yeah, no. Weird. So uh, <laughs> this one guy in charge of that chart being like, I have the easiest. Show. <laughs> In what do you world. have to do? I, I just mean, sit around and wait. Yeah. I mean, in 52 years, it's going to start getting <laughs> real tough. But right now, it is smooth sailing. <laughs> I'm going to go for lunch. <laughs> for you 20 know what? years. I'm going to take a long lunch. <laughs> take a three-day weekend. <laughs> he recorded a single called Poor Little Fool. Uh, that was a single from his second album. And that became the first number one on the first ever Billboard Hot 100. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. History. Yeah. Damn. Good job, Ricky. And he was huge. Between 1957 and 1962, he had 30 top 40 hits. Jesus. And the only acts that had more hits, uh, top 40 hits than him were Elvis, yeah. who mm -hmm. had 53. Sure. Elvis is like untouchable. Yeah. Uh, and Pat Boone. Sure. Who had 38. <laughs> It was the 50s. Pat it was the 50s. Boone. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was the 50s, a time where people had Pat Boone posters hanging in their yeah. bedrooms. Pat, he mother was dreamy. <laughs> well, that's one of those things where it's like, that's like, a, I don't know, a quirk of like history where you're like, number one, Elvis Presley. Like, yeah, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Why yeah. not? Number two, Pat Boone. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who Pat Boone is, really. I mean, I sort of know who he is. but like, I know his daughter, Debbie Boone, saying, you light up my life. <laughs> sure. About Jesus. It is about Jesus. I know. When Ricky turned 21, 1961, mm -hmm. he stopped being Ricky. Oh, really? He started being Rick. Yeah. Oh, God. And changed his name to Rick Schroeder. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And went on MIPD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, um, so his... It's not like he moved to a new school or something. And he's like, oh, now, now people are going to call me Rick. No, everybody knows you as right. Ricky Nelson. He, Deborah Gibson. Hey, in my old school, everyone <laughs> called me Thunder. <laughs> it's not going to work because some dude from that school knows somebody from your old school. And in this case, that dude from your right. school is everybody in the world. Rick, you only moved two towns over. <laughs> They're going to find out, They're man. They're going to find out that you were little Ricky Nelson. He went from record store to record store, whiting out the wall <laughs> in every album cover. Anyway, so um, his career sort of like stumbled a bit in the mid-60s, like the British invasion. That's around the time he, as we talked about before, started focusing a little bit more on country music. Um, and he's actually considered a pioneer in the genre of country rock. Um, and was an early influence in the uh, what's known as the California sound of the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. A sound which would uh, later influence artists including the Eagles, Linda Ronstadt, and Jackson Brown. Sure. Okay. Um, his last top 40 hit was Garden Party in 1972. Mm-hmm. Um, and But he did continue recording and touring. And then the story gets sad. Uh, December 31st, 1985, he was doing a tour of the southern U.S. He was uh, on his way to a New Year's Eve show in Dallas. Uh, his plane, which was leaving uh, Alabama, uh, crashed, um, I think just outside of Dallas, actually. Um, and it killed seven of the nine people on board. And he was one of them. Nice and sad. <laughs> <laughs> but he was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. Uh, on the bright side, he wasn't there to see that he was <laughs> in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. Yeah, but his influence Good was... Turn, was uh, <laughs> Red, uh, recognized? Yes. Okay. Sure. Um, and his two twin sons, uh, Gunner and Matthew, formed the band Nelson and had success in the early 90s. And had gorgeous hair. <laughs> They had hit singles such as... Uh, I can't live without your love and affection. I can't spend another night on my own. How's the rest of it go? I don't know. Okay. So uh, that song, which was uh, open parentheses, can't live without your close parentheses, love and affection, which went to number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And after the rain, which went to number six. After the rain <laughs> washes away the tears. And all the pain. Then what happens? I don't know. Okay. So, uh, and I think those are both from an album called After the Rain. Mm-hmm. So. I loved Nelson for about <laughs> five days. Right. So did America. <laughs> yep. So that's uh, pretty much the story of Ricky slash Rick Nelson. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow. Ricky. Mm-hmm. Ends on a downer. Yeah. And by downer, I mean... The fact that Nelson was a band. <laughs> mean. That's just mean. Listen, I just sang the openings of t- two of their songs. So That's true. Listen. You are, you are a fan. I'm a Nelsonite. Right. On the way out That's here, I want to give Rick Nelson some props. Okay. And that he had uh, twin sons. They named him Matthew and Gunner. Now, you can, you can say, you know, Gunner, weird name. Uh-huh. But at least he didn't name him, like, Dan and Stan. You know? Yeah, like, good for him. They have good two different yeah. names. They're not like, Matt and Mike. Oh, hey, they're twins. We got to dress them the same. Like, let's be, be cool. Okay? They're twins. <laughs> yeah. They're different people. Yeah. Let's give them different names, you know. So, good job. Ironically, they tried to make them so different. Their whole shtick as Nelson was that they dressed exactly, exactly the, same, the same. as the same guitars. Yeah. Did they really? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Most ones don't Matching like that. white sparkly jackets. Right. That's what I remember. Yeah. And gorgeous flowing blonde hair. <laughs> did it very long hair. Look, yep. everybody should have matching white sparkly jackets. Yes. And they had the uh, the very enviable skill of being able to play guitars in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my! I mean, their Sorry. father did too. Because sure, yeah, no, but right, that was yeah. back. You know, him. when there wasn't color film, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they they made the choice. Yeah, yeah. that's true. To yes. sit on stools, mm-hmm. be filmed in black and white. Is that true? Songs. I don't know. I don't think. I think that's Nelson, isn't it? I think you're, you're thinking, thinking of, of Extreme. Extreme and Mr. Big. Am I? I think so. I, I, it all runs. And ninety percent <laughs> of bands that ever existed. That's what I'm saying. True. Yeah. What is, what is this? The early nineties? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I could. Th- I'm throwing a wide net. <laughs> I'm pretty confident I'm right. Good point. Good point. So, it's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. We're gonna take a quick break. We come back. We're doing the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned. Hey, we're friends, right? Well, friend, maybe you can do us a favor. Go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you do, we'll read it on the show. It's just our way of saying thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Biggest gift, card attached, St. Olaf cheesecake, you know the rest. Hey, and we're back. It's time for mm. Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Rachel, mm-hmm. as always, I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. <laughs> You're going to take over this part of the show. All right. I leave our tender mm-hmm. show, yes. fragile show, okay. in your trusting hands. Okay. So go ahead and do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I dropped it. Oh, Rachel. I dropped it. Oh, no. Oh. Always. What I learned. You broke the egg. You're totally going to fail health class now. No. <laughs> um, what I learned yes. was that if you want a good seat uh, at Madison Square Garden, sure. bring a sea mammal. Yeah. Because they always get the best seats. I agree with that. Make, make sure it's big. Don't bring like an otter right. or something like that. Yeah. Use <laughs> like a big walrus. Sorry. If you can get a whale, yeah. whale be great. You get front row seats. Absolutely. You'll get like in that pit thing, you get backstage passes and stuff like that. Bring a bucket of fish. <laughs> Bring a bucket of fish. That's good advice for That's anything. That's right. Yeah. Always okay. have a bucket of fish yeah. on hand. Yeah. Michael. Yes. What do you got? My lesson is is related to Rachel's lesson, I think, but but uh, that was a big lesson from this song. Sure. I learned um if you want to bring a walrus to Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. your walrus needs a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't just yeah. bring a walrus in. It has to have its own seat. You mm-hmm. can't put your walrus on your lap. No. Two tickets. Right. Yeah. One yeah. for you, one for the walrus. It's true. It's true. They're not going to let you get away with that crap. Yeah. Yeah. And buy one of those spinny light-up things that they have for the circus. Keep the walrus occupied. To keep it occupied. That's yeah. right. You know what you don't get? Foam finger. Sure. You know why? Walruses don't have hands. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. Flippers. <laughs> How are you going to get a foam finger a on a, on well, a uh, uh, Or maybe he'd enjoy it, Michael, because he doesn't have any fingers. <laughs> He's like, I got fingers now. <laughs> now I got a finger. I mean, all I can do is point to things. <laughs> but, still. but I couldn't do that before. <laughs> Look at that stage. Right. <laughs> is that Ricky Nelson? <laughs> and to that point, when yeah. you when you buy the walrus's ticket, hold on to it for him because yeah. he got no hands. <laughs> right, right. Got no hands. Right. That's true. And he's busy playing with his light-up right. wheelie thing. Yeah. Also, he's probably very surprised at the fact that he can talk. 
That's big, that too. That really took him off guard. <laughs> yeah, that took him off guard, too. Is that Ricky Nelson? Do I know English? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing out of the ocean? And all Ricky, <laughs> and all Ricky Nelson says is, it's Rick Nelson, Walrus. <laughs> stomp, 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 stomp. <laughs> and then he walks off stage and says, that walrus just talked to me. <laughs> Chuck Norris, go out and see if that walrus is talking to me. He's going out to sing Johnny B. Good. God damn it. This guy won't do anything I tell him to do. Chuck Berry, I asked you to do one thing. Go into the audience and see if the walrus with the foam finger was talking to me. Or to somebody else on stage. Is there another Rick Nelson here is what I'm asking. And does the walrus know him? Daniel. Yes. <laughs> what did you learn from Garden Party? Um, I mean, I think listening to this song, it reminded me of the same lesson I learned. When I went to the inaugural gala, mm -hmm. and I met my friend, Mr. Rodriguez, and he had the kind of shoes that have the wheels in them, and he rolled across the floor into the blue lady. What does that mean? Figure it out, <laughs> bitches! Because I ain't explaining it! Well done. You've shown us all. <laughs> Uh, you really stuck it to the man. <laughs> Way to go. Nobody <laughs> nobody remember that you were a child actor. Dan, good job. Thank you. I still like your old songs better. Right. <laughs> My name used to be Danberg. <laughs> old Danberg McInerney. Oh. It's Dan now. It's Dan, you guys. Or Berg. Berg to my close friends. Why was it Danberg? Why wasn't it Danny? Yeah, I know. That was the joke. Because you would think it would be Danny. But then I... It was like three jokes in one. It didn't land. Yeah. Landed with me, Dan. Thank you. It must have gone right across and not to the side. Oh, God. I can't. Okay. Say it. So landed for Michael. For Rachel, it was a real Rick Nelson. Hey guys, oh, thanks for listening. <laughs> this has been the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Michael Gazelle. And I'm Rachel Oaks. We'll be back next week with another great story song. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye, Mary Lou. So you got to please yourself. All right, well, that's it. That was uh, Garden Party mm -hmm. uh, by Rick Nelson. Um, you know, the other thing, Rick, yeah. Rich, Ricky, well, I did Rick. not <laughs> Ricky, Ticky, Tabby, um, Stevie Nicks at one point, <laughs> just merciless uh, about Rick Nelson's name. Tree. I, well, that's the thing. The guy just wanted to be called Frank and I just couldn't let it go. <laughs> Every just had to keep hammering that point. Um, Michael, you mentioned that uh, this was the first number one song on the Billboard chart. Or no, I'm sorry. No, Rick Nelson, Rick Nelson had, had the first yes. number one song. Yes, on the on the Billboard charts. Uh, of course, this would have been the '70s. That wouldn't make any sense. Um, and uh, I, you know, um, "Mama Told Me Not to Come" was the first number one song on American Top 40 with Casey oh. Kasem. Mm. So. We're getting a lot of the firsts uh, out of the way. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, exciting stuff. Yeah. The other thing is. Uh, Tune in next uh, week when we uh, discuss Thomas Edison's uh, recording. <laughs> sure. Of uh, Does Man This Thing says Work? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was Thomas Edison's first recording of This Thing Better Work, I'm going to Break Your Legs. Uh, <laughs> he said to the engineer who was running it. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on.
Rick Nelson? No. In, uh, the Walrus. Okay. I I, walrus, I don't Yoko. know if we if we say it in in the classic episode, but I think it's worth noting. This is a fantastic song. This song is great. Great song. It also is. I forget if we say it in the episode too. I did listen to it, but uh, yeah. it also is used amazingly in a series of SNL sketches. Or it might just be one SNL sketch that they use it in, but it is used to perfect, uh, to, to a T. It's great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and even... Oh, go ahead. No, I, I think it's also... Um, in the song, he's singing, he's singing about his experience, but I think if you... <laughs> take the verses out of it take the mm-hmm. the there there is a certain amount of like self-empowerment in in the the chorus of the song and i think yeah. that's pretty cool totally agree totally agree um even in my more uh empathetic less mean uh version of myself i will say the song's still a little whiny uh but <laughs> uh but is 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 great had to get uh, one more dig in didn't you in its, but I'm just saying, like you it's monster. still. A, I mean, a song, a song can both be whiny and great, and yeah. uh, this 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 proves it because uh, it's a great song. So, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we'll be back uh, next week uh, with a new episode, and uh, we will uh, release some more classic episodes um, in the future. If there is one in particular that you're like, hey, I remember that one, and you guys haven't. Haven't uh, haven't released it yet. Let us know, and we will uh, we'll put it on the list. We'll get it on mm-hmm. the docket, and we'll get it uh, out the door. Uh, get that uh, that supply chain going yeah. of uh, classic <laughs> episodes. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks, and I'm Michael Cazell. Like I said, we'll be back again with a uh, new episode next week. So thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story All right. Yay. Yay. Stop recording. Yeah. Yeah, that song's been stuck in my head for like three days. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.